All right, welcome back to the More Than Different podcast with your co-hosts, as always, Colin and Brendan McNamara. We have a guest on the pod. It has been almost two years since we've had a guest on the pod, so we brought out a heavy hitter. Chris Giordano, <laughs> Coach Giordano, founder of Gold Standard Hoops, coach of the best AU team in the country, Middlesex Magic, mm-hmm. former head coach at Leslie University, teacher in the Lowell public school system for 12 yep. years now. Yeah. Assistant coach at Tufts university, graduate yep. of Riviera university, GNAC champion, 2000. Yes, sir. Is that right? All tournament team. Yep. A father, a husband, and an absolute legend. Coach, <laughs> thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's good to be here. Simple. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. We 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 couldn't make the uh, intro short there. It was well deserved. Wow. Yeah. Um. I really appreciate that. I really liked it. If we want to do it again, so I can hear it again, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get Uh, one thing off. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we're recording yet, Brent. Are we recording? Yeah. I'm gonna have to run that. So Um, if you got and if if you guys hear my my children screaming in the background, it's just it's normal. So (laughs) it's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess what we wanted to jump into, right, is obviously following your, you know, league championship in uh, in the GNAC, obviously, uh, a while back. And, and here you are now, obviously, you have your gold standard sweatshirt on, kind of running your own business. Um, yeah. I kind of wanted to take it back, essentially, to like kind of post-college life and yeah. kind of once you start to make that transition first. You know, a what goes into the decision and kind of pursuing basketball again, and then just take me through kind of what that story is like going from, you know, graduating, getting into coaching, and then mm-hmm. you know, getting to where you are now. Yeah, I think uh, I knew, always knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to have some really good coaches throughout high school. Obviously, you know, in my time with the Magic, um, you know, being able to learn from Coach Crotty Senior. Um, you know, he he was the one who really. Uh, he toughened me up and and I remember just being like 13, 14, 15 years old. And I'm like, I, I really like the way he does things. And then like, he'd scream at me and I'd be like, Ooh, I don't know if I like that too much, but then he'd take you under his arm and he'd be like, Hey, this is what you need to get better. So, you know, I, I knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to get into coaching. Um, I started doing camps when I was about 15. Um, and, you know, I even remember back like middle school, um, you know, I used to write up like plays for my travel team. Um, so, you know, we had in my kitchen, a, like a dry erase board and it would be like, you know, my parents would be like, you know, grocery lists and, and this and that. And, and like in the corner, I was like, if we stack on a baseline out and this guy sets a screen and, you know, it was funny because like the coaches actually use them. They, they like use my plays. So, you know, I knew from a, a really young age that, um, that I wanted to coach and, you know, when I went to college, when I went to Riv, I, I played for Dave Morissette up at, at Revere. And when he recruited me, he was just like, you know, we're going to rebuild here. And we see a championship in our future, and, and we're going to start it with your class. Um, so, you know, I was recruited there. And then um, one of my biggest rivals in, in high school, who scored 1,400 points, he went to Matinon, and I went down to the Catholic. Um, you know, he was recruited there as well. And I didn't know that until like midsummer after I was like you know, deposited in. And, you know, I don't know if people committed in 2003, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was it was one of those things where I was like, 
oh man, like that's a really good recruiting class, you know. And then my sophomore year, we were even better. My junior year, the third straight recruiting class came in, and we started to see potential. Um, and then you know my senior year was super interesting, uh, and it was probably a, a, a you know defining year in my life. Um, so you know our our expectations were pretty high for ourselves. Uh, we knew that we had the talent to win a championship, um, but things just weren't clicking. You know, and and my coach and I weren't in a great spot. And uh, I remember when he picked captains, you know, uh, I wasn't picked. And and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And I remember going into that year, I was like, you know, I'm going to be a captain. I'm going to be a leader. Um, because my junior year, he, he really empowered me to speak up a little bit more and, you know, to, to lead a little bit more. In my junior year, we had no seniors on the team. Um, and so, you know, when senior came around and, and he's like, yeah, you're not going to be a captain. I was like, Hmm, that's, that's interesting. And so that caused a little bit of friction, but as soon as I got kind of out of my own way, I was like, I don't need a title to be a leader. Um, you know, he, he really empowered me and gave me the, the floor to like speak pregame, like almost pregame speeches to my team as a player. And, nice. and he was, he was so good about that. He was just amazing. Um, and yeah, we started out the first semester with five and four. Um, and, you know, second semester, we figured it out, you know, went 14 and four the rest of the way and won the first conference championship in, uh, in school history. Um, so, you know, I knew as soon as I, as soon as I graduated, I was like, no, I called them up and I was like, you need to call everybody, you know, to get me a, a job. <laughs> um, and then I became the, the head freshman coach at Nashua North High School. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In oh seven oh eight, from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Um, you know, we didn't. How the I boys do? How the boys do? They did well, and you know what's interesting about New Hampshire high school basketball is they have tournaments for each level. So we we made wow. the state tournament for the freshmen. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really it was really cool, um, and we played Manchester Central at Manchester Central, um, and we lost by one, but. You know, the boys, they, they they were good, man. Like, we started out not so great, hit our stride midseason. You know, we finished, I want to say, like, I think it was like 12 and 6 or, or somewhere around there. Um, and we, we lost to, to Manchester Central. But, you know, those guys were – they were great. And, Lord, they're like almost 30 now. So, yeah. it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I knew from a, a pretty young age that, that I wanted to coach and, you know um, – I've just kind of always had that, you know, that, that leadership type about me. I, I you know, I like yeah, to do things my way and, um, you know, and, and kind of create teams, you know. Exactly. Um, so one thing I want to ask real quick is how's, what's the crossover like between coaching and teaching and, you know, what are some of the hardest things you'd had to you'd have you've had to deal with in bridges you've had to cross in, in the coaching scene? Obviously, like you know, it's it's a rocky road, right? You 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 know, I I remember getting recruited to Leslie when you had coach and I going into my college years, and then right now then you become an assistant at Tufts, mm -hmm. and then so you're kind of moving around. You your associate head coach, then to a full head coach, then you're going back down to assistant, obviously yeah. at, at high school at Tufts, and then. Um, you know, obviously a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of personalities, players to deal with, Ooh, um, baby. you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, what's that like though? 
Yeah. Um, man, Rocky Road is a, a really great way to describe it. Uh, you know, I, when I tell you, man, in my 20s, I was hell-bent on being a head coach. I, I was just – I would sacrifice anything to, to be in that position. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I became a head coach of a college – NCAA college basketball team when I was 29 years old. And, you know, at that point in my life, I was like, seven years ago, I was coaching freshmen at Nashville North. And now I have to like recruit people to come to a school. And, you know, we don't have a full-time coaching staff. We don't have a gym, yeah. you know, where we're playing at BB&N. Um, right. But, you know, it, it's, it's such an interesting path. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and be back. I think we, we briefly spoke about this, um, in text, but like, you know, I, I was at the point where I, I was just, like I said, I was hell bent on becoming a, a head coach in college and being successful, you know? And, um, at the same time though, I wasn't fulfilled. You know, I, I met so many great people in my time, my decade of, of college coaching and being able to recruit the student athletes that I have and the relationships that we still have together um, all this time later, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but, you know, there were, there were some days where, you know, I'd wake up at five and I'd do film for an hour and then I'd eat breakfast. I'd make my way to school. I'd teach until three. I'd head down to Cambridge. I'd go to a Harvard practice and kind of watch them and, and do the networking thing. Then I'd head back over to Leslie, which is right next door. Um, you know, around like 5.30, I'd grab something to eat. I'd watch some more film. We'd have film as a team and we'd practice like seven to nine. And, you know, I was, I was driving home like 10 o'clock and I'm like, I don't know if this is it, <laughs> you know? Um, it, it, it's just, it's such a grind. Um, and, you know, climbing the ladder is in college basketball coaching is, is really difficult. And there's a lot more people who want to be coaches now than there, there ever were. Um, but, you know, I, I think that having, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? And, and kind of what I'm doing now, um, I never, when I was a basketball coach, I never would have thought while I was in the college game that, like, I would want to own a skill development business or be a skills trainer. Yeah. But now I hear, here I am on the other side and I'm like, you know, I would never go back to college coaching, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's crazy man i mean there's just there's you know there's so many rules and there's there's so much sacrifice and um you know i think the the thing that really kind of turned me was a few things but you know, as we my wife and i started to grow our family yeah. um being ever more present there and, and having control over my time uh became a, a really important factor um but you know there was also there was also a health factor to it too you know i remember my last year at tufts you know i'm getting like 5 hours of sleep a night you know my daughter was like 7 months old you know about to be almost you know going on to be a year and she would have been that season and I, i'm like not eating right not sleeping right and then you know in the, the blink of an eye i'm sitting on the couch one sunday night and i don't really feel good and this goes on for five, six, seven hours, whatever. And uh, I eventually drive myself to the hospital, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, man, you need your gallbladder out like yesterday." Um, 
Yeah. So, so you know, yeah. I remember, I remember the doctor coming in, and she was straight, straight to business. She was like, "I've done this a million times. You'll be fine. I'll see you tomorrow, or I'll see you later today. Whatever." I'm like, "Okay, sure." And after the surgery, she came in. She's like, "You know, if you're 54 and you get your gallbladder out, sure, whatever. If you're 44, you get your gallbladder out." She's like, "Not great, but still manageable." She's like, "You're 34." You get your gallbladder out. It's like you're not sleeping. You're not eating right. Got a family. It might be time for a lifestyle change. And and that that hit me right at the core. I was like, oh. that was the sign. I was like, it's yeah, it's time to move on. You know, um, but you know, I also, I also, yeah, you know, I, I worked my I worked my ass off, man. Right. And and um, yeah, it's there's a lot of trials and tribulations when when you're when you're coaching basketball but you know the things that i learned there have molded my philosophy and um they've helped with my my business the things that i've learned in teaching have have helped the you know the business with gold standard i mean you know over this past year i've written three drill book three drill books and curriculums um and they're set up exactly how kind of a an academic curriculum would be set up um you know so all of our programming has that behind it, which I, I think sets us up apart just a little bit. Um, Cause like, you know, we have skills academies and, and development leagues and, and all these things and people are like, Oh yeah, you know, they go there, but what are they actually learning? Well, our stuff's broken down week to week with drills, you know, and, and percentages of like how much time we spend on certain drills, warm ups, you know, how we learn and apply. Right. Yeah. <laughs> on to our last podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, VMAC, I did my homework too, man. Don't, don't you worry about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it, and it, it's funny because, like, you know, I, I mean that, uh, you know, and that, that episode resonated with me. I'm like, that's exactly what we do here. Um, you know, so it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy path, man, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade anything that I've kind of experienced for, for the world. It's, it's just been amazing. I mean, basketball has given me so much, man. Like I, I'm so lucky. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I've, I've talked about this on, on prior pods is this idea of when you, when you have hindsight, the dots start to connect and everything starts to kind of make sense. What brought you to this point of where you now are. Mm-hmm. And so I'll leave with that to say <clears throat> following once you kind of, had this epiphany of, all right, I, I need to make some adjustments in my life. I may need to give up this coaching thing. How right. much went into contriving a plan for starting gold standard? We'll get into gold standard and what that's about, but obviously that's your kind of next endeavor as you're still teaching, I imagine along all this. Um, so, so then what, what was the pivot like? The pivot was tough. Um, so I had the surgery at the end of November of 2019. Um, you know, Lucy had just turned a year in that November. Um, so in Anthony, my wife was due with Anthony in March. Um, so, so I'm, I'm out of, you know, I'm out of coaching from December to January, February to March. Um, and I was, I'm not going to lie. Like I was lost. You know, I remember being like, man, you know, going to work every day, teaching and then coming straight home. And I'm like, you know, I, I teach because it allows me to coach and I'm not coaching. So, you know, what am I doing? You know, and, and, you know, when you talk about your purpose in life, it was, 
it was a really trying time for me. Like, uh, I'll be dead honest. Um, you know, and then Anthony's born March 5th. And two weeks later, you know, 2020, world shuts down. Right. And, and you know, that gave me plenty of time to spend with my family. And, you know, you, you kind of like, you can't go anywhere, right? And you're going grocery shopping and you're, you're wiping everything down with bleach and you got masks on and, and gloves and the whole deal. Um, but you know, those moments when, when my son's a, a brand new baby boy and, and my, my, you know, my daughter's like 15 months old, 16 months old. I'm like, we get to spend the next three months together every minute of every day, you know, me and my wife and, and the two kids. And I'm like, I didn't really care about anything else at that point. You know, I wanted to keep them healthy. I wanted to keep them safe, obviously. And, you know, I feel like we're in the clear now, but you know, at that time, like I wasn't thinking about my next move. Wasn't thinking about, about basketball. Um, but as time went on, you know, around July of 2020, um, I was like, let me, let me see what I can do. Like, how do I get back in? Um, and I, I had three kids that I was training on the side. Um, one of them was fourth grader. One of them was a sixth grader who was also my niece. And one of them was a seventh grader going into to eighth grade. And, you know, I, I was just like, let me give it a name. Let me start a website. Um, and let's treat this as, as a business. And, you know, I didn't want it to be like a superficial thing. I didn't just want to be like, hey, here's my logo and here's my Instagram. You know, I think we set out from the start to be different, um, you know, which is obviously another way that, you know, the three of us kind of see eye to eye and, and how we connect. Um, but it, I just wanted the product to be the highest possible quality. Um, but it was it was interesting to start because, you know, my brother essentially bankrolled the company you know i remember being like no man i'm not gonna charge you and my sister-in-law's like yeah no you don't work for free she's like if you're gonna do this you're gonna take it seriously and and we're gonna pay you for it yeah um and you know at that time i was like okay that's that sounds good but at the same time it was like you know i'm not i don't know what i'm doing yet this is like my first workout you know <laughs> um but you know it's it's crazy i look at those those three kids that started with three kids in a driveway during COVID in 2020. Um, and, you know, you're looking at April of 2023 and we have over 500 clients and, and kids in all of our programming. It's incredible. It's surreal, man. I'm telling you, it's incredible. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, it, it's, I say those things and I'm like, am I talking about me? I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's well, you know, before Brennan uh, hits you with another question, like that's that's ways where we see eye to eye, right? For more than different, right? We have kind of a couple core values, right? Appreciate, celebrate, and elevate. Yeah. Right. Just going through the grinds and just right. You need to go through that grind and that struggle in order to have this epiphany of like, all right, hold on, let me take a step back. Right. I've I've already kind of indulged in a dream of mine. And mm -hmm. right, it's paid off, but now let me take a step back. Now let me care for something else that's another dream of mine, like my family. And then exactly. right, it's, it's the idea of like the appreciation stage, right? Appreciate that grind and the struggle that you went through that got you to that stage, right? Then appreciating 
what you have around you, your support system, your family, your loved ones. And then obviously like the constant idea of elevation, right? Waking up at 5 a.m., right? And all of that, right? Subconsciously, it actually, you know, paid off in the long run of starting your own business, but you had no idea that that was going to happen. Right. Right. You know Correct. what I mean? So, you know, it, it, like it all comes together kind of, you know, without even thinking about it, the idea of like appreciating, celebrating mm -hmm. kind of a process setting, Right. Um, and then like celebrating some of those small wins. Like, you know, it's definitely tough to take money from a family member when you're like, like I can do this for free on the side, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, <laughs> she's my goddaughter. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I love her. I will literally do anything for her. I was <laughs> yeah. like, no, nope. Oh, uh, like, you're telling gonna, me you're man. take I'm... yourself serious. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like just handing out like free hoodies, like, you know, for someone that you're really close with, it's like, you know, yeah. it's like you're handing out you know, baked goods. It's like you get one, yeah. you get one. Um, yep. but you know, the, the family member that's like, Oh yeah, I'll pay three times as much as it's worth just cause I love you. I'm like, yeah, you know yeah. what? Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I'll, I won't say Thank no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, you know, what's funny though is, you know, you, you talk about core values and, and I'm a big core value guy. I'm a big, you know, principle and, and morally driven guy. And, um, you know, I, I see it in everything you guys do. I mean, like every post, you guys like the captions in your Instagram posts. I'm like, dude, there's like, there's love and like purpose behind everything you guys write. It's just everything you write. It's, you know, it's, it's not shocking that you have, you know, your core values and it, it all correlates, man. And, and you can tell, you can tell, and, and you guys are, are growing as well, you know, but you know, for, for us, right. Like when I was coaching college, like I always instilled core values in my guys. Yeah, and I was like, "You think you're here to win basketball games? You're not here to win basketball games. You're here to become better people. You're here to get a degree, and you're here to understand that if we work together, we can accomplish more than if we all have the same jersey on and, and work alone." And you know, I think relationships for us, you know, especially Gold Center, like relationships are are just so important. It's our first core value. Is like, you know, how are you going to hold people accountable that you love, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I have people who, who work for gold standard coaches, trainers, and they're some of the best in the business. You know, Jay Deturley's one of the best. I recruited him to Tufts and, and we have just such a great relationship. Um, and he wants to do more and he wants to, to become, you know, the best version of, of what he can be. Um, but I'm not just going to be a yes man, right? Like I got to tell him the mistakes that I see him making that, that I, I made. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm not a hundred percent truthful with him at all times, you know, w what does that relationship become? I don't want to hurt his feelings, so I'm just like, yeah, man, you're doing it good, and then he continues to to not do it the right way. Um, but the the thing about the relationship is what I learned during coaching college basketball is like I'm not above the core values. You know, he tells me when I'm messing up. You know, all all my coaches do. You know, and to be able to to have that relationship similar to your your elevate i mean like you want to you want to help each other yeah. right so you got to tell each other the truth man and and um yeah i i appreciate that you guys have some core values because you can tell you can tell that you guys just you know it's a purpose-driven company oh, i appreciate that uh definitely trying to <laughs> when you do something that that is <clears throat> kind of an extension of how for Colin and I, how we try to live our lives and how we hope to 
inspire other people to to live their lives and hopefully our message can resonate with them and be like a lifestyle approach that's what makes it so worth doing because like you've said through all this there's so many ups and downs there's so many moments mm-hmm. where you're like fuck like that this this isn't paying off or, or it doesn't feel like instant gratification a lot of it is delayed but when you're yeah really is authentic and real to you uh, it makes it worth it and so that, that leads me to the question what to you is is the most rewarding part of what you're doing with gold standard um the breakthroughs you know whether that's for you know our coaches our our athletes um myself when you put time into something and it takes you to a level and you break through to a level that you never thought would ever be possible. That's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I remember in college, man, I was an English major and people be like, Oh man, you're a hooper. Like you should major in business. And I'm like, no math. I'm like, I want to avoid that at all costs. Like I'm not, I'm not a businessman. Um, and here I am all these years later, <laughs> Exactly. you know, I, I got, you know, I'm running a business. I'm, I'm actually starting another one, but like, it's, it, it's when you, when you have the breakthrough of like, man, I can actually do this. Like, I'm sure you two had it at, at some point. You're like, no, I'm going to play college basketball, you know, or, or I'm going to you know play at a very high level. Or I, I, when you put in all this work and you break through, and then you take what you learn there and you go share that with the seventh grader who got cut and then they make the A team or yeah. the seventh grader who had no confidence and then they're hanging with, with the really talented kids. Um, it's, it's a major, major reward. Um, but, you know, there's also been the kids who are like really good at basketball, but, you know, they, they suffer with like anxiety problems. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, when you take your, the things that you struggle with in your life, like I've struggled with in my life and you're like, Hey, this is the best way to navigate it. And you see those people come out of their shell and they improve in basketball. They improve in life. You know, they, their worries are kind of, you know, minimized. Um, You know, and you get those, you get those calls, you get those emails, man, like, you know, I think of some people who are really close to me that I've had conversations with their, uh, with their parents where their parents are almost in tears. Like, thank you so much for what you've done for, for my child. You know, it's, it's something that I couldn't do cause he needed another voice. And, and um, you know, that's why we do it. And it's, it's, it's so funny cause it has so little to do with basketball, man. Yeah. It's, it's all life. You guys. Agreed. Know that. Yeah, agreed. It, it, it like, I mean, just from my perspective and just looking at like younger kids getting those types of, I mean, you know, obviously I don't <clears throat> have a gold standard business of my own, but, you know, obviously I've you know, worked out a local kid from down the mm-hmm. street. Right. But just like, even just seeing a kid like after, you know, 20 reps, finally figure out the one move he's been practicing, like just the, you know, the look on his face and the parents yeah. at the end, like, oh. Yeah, you can't substitute it for anything because, I mean, it's stuff that, like, it may, it may not be the one move that they'll remember for the rest of life, but, right. you know, 
they'll take bigger jumps in general with just kind of lessons that they're going to learn subconsciously, right? They may Bingo. not apply it right away, but the, the um, habits that they're picking up. Exactly. You know? yeah. And let's, let's double back to what BMAC just said, man. Like we live in a world of such instant gratification. Everybody yeah. wants what they want right now. And that's not how life works, man. Like no. you got it. You guys know free hoodies, right? Like you guys have been, you guys have been grinding, um, you know, and, and, you know, I remember when I was doing solo and, and group lessons, fall of 2020, working 30 hours in the classroom and then another 20 hours training with with two, like, still kind of really young kids. Um, you know, when you teach the habits, yeah. the results take care of themselves. Yeah. That's, that's so, and Brennan, I think Brennan might – was gonna probably gonna ask this question so sorry if i'm stealing your thunder but on the habits older brother privileges yeah you know (laughs) while we're while we're on the habits train what are your you know what do you think are your best habits and worst habits oh yeah um the work ethic um you know i i was never i was never blessed with you know tremendous athletic ability um you know, so I always had to work for it. You know, I remember like, this is a funny story. My senior, my senior year, I'm looking around, I'm like, hey, we're in college, I'm like, we're pretty good. Like, we're going to be good this year. And, um, you know, I spent so much time in the weight room, you know, working on my legs, working on my calves, working on my vertical, you know, keeping them strong, being able to play defense. And um, we're at the first day of practice. And we're doing an 11-man break, which is a, a three-on-two drill. And my point guard comes down with one of the freshmen. And the freshman's on the right side. My point guard's in the middle. He does an over-the-top cross over his left hand, and then he gives a no-look alley-oop to the right. And Justin Parker catches it on the right side. He's a freshman, 18 years old, true freshman. Catches it, brings it over his head, dunks it, hangs on the rim, points to Lance, our point guard, comes down and, like, sprints over. And I'm like, Okay. I'm like, you must spend so much time working on your vertical. He looks at me and goes, no, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. I know. I'm like, I'm like, Parker, come on, man. I could work for years and, and not have that ability. Yeah. Throw me a ball. Um, Lie to my face. Just tell yeah. me you've been working your whole life for that. Exactly. Right? Um, so, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't have the, the natural athletic ability, so I always had to work. Um you know, and you mix it, it's a, it's a gift and a curse. I'll be honest. Um, you know, I have, I, I have OCD. I'm, I'm obsessive compulsive. So, you know, when it comes to, to working, like, you know, my wife says it all the time, she's like, dude, you got to have balance. Like, you're just, you're so into it. And, you know, I feel like that's, that's part of why, you know, we can, we can be successful and we can be good coaches. Um, but, but like, I'll never outright, be like, oh yeah, like gold standard is super successful and, and I'm a great coach. Like I'll never do that. I never feel that way. And the I just focus on the work and the work habits and you know what I'm doing with my day to day and you know how I'm just kind of like pushing it all in. You know, um, you know, so I I think that my best <laughs> my best habit is is certainly my work ethic and the ability to to take ideas and execute them. Um you know, my worst habit is is having balance. It's really, really tough for me to to be like, okay, I'm shutting the laptop for today, and you know, I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to create any more emails or programs or, or do any more research or, or look at any more, you know, curriculums or, or anything like that. Um, so yeah, th that's, that's my answer. Like that. That's a great segue. Cause uh, another thing we've alluded to on this podcast and our brand is, is kind of in a, like where we're at, uh, Colin and I have been doing this for coming on four years now and, Similar to when you initially started up Gold Standard, it's like it's a side gig and it's side hustle. So you're trying to kind of slowly grow and also maintain. And you're trying to like Colin at this point when we started, what you were had two more years of, of college hoops, three more years of college. I was still in high school. I'm trying to get recruited. So you got all these things going on. Um, and this idea you just mentioned is balance. And it's like, you want to find balance, but then the the harsh reality is that if you want something to ex excel and really grow, you can't have balance in everything. And it, mm -hmm. it's something that for us, we're we're trying to figure out. And and it seems like you're you really the opposite. Really yeah, you start to take that step into yeah. really investing kind of it all into gold standard, and and look, the results are are clear. Um, you're growing at a, a rapid pace and at some point Paul and I are you know we really got to do that and take that kind of risk but yeah you can't have balance in everything it's a calculated risk you know and and that's why you know obviously we the three of us have known each other for a very long time but you know I, I have I love how how great your perspective is at, at such a young age um, you know BMAC, what are you 20 yeah and, and Colin, how old are you? 23. 23. Like, you guys are super young, right? Um, I'm 38. I turned 38 in January. And uh, You look know, 25. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's really nice of you guys. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I pay them a lot of money for everyone who's listening. I pay them a lot of money for them to say that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you're you're 38 and you know you've been a middle school teacher for 13 years uh and i've loved those moments of my life but there's also part of me that's like you know put it in perspective man like if you don't do this now you're gonna look back when you're 48 and be like it's too late to do it and i should have done it yeah um and you know you hear it all the time it's such a cliche it's like oh you you know you bet on yourself um but I just, I don't think of it that way. I just think of it as show up every day and work harder than everybody else. More work. Um, yeah. More work, please. You got it right. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and that's something that I, I learned at Leslie, right? We were one of two teams who didn't have a full-time coaching staff. We were one of three teams who, you know, didn't have our own gym. Um, and you look at the two other teams you know, they weren't, they weren't top of the top of the league and neither was Leslie. Um, so I said, you know, how do I, how do we find an advantage and, and how do we, you know, find some success and get out of the basement of the league and make the playoffs, um, you know, despite our lack of resources. And, you know, we always, we always said it to each other, man, like if we invest in each other, um, and we use, you know, we, we find success in spite of our lack of resources, instead of finding an excuse because of our lack of resources, um, 
you know, we were, we were just going to, it would all work out. It would all work out. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's kind of the lesson I, I take with me. I still have the, like, I still have that chip on my shoulder, the, the, we don't have a gym or we don't have, you know, this, or we don't have that. It's not an embarrassment of riches over here, man. It's just good old fashioned hard work and, and caring about people and, you know, trying to, trying to figure it out one step at a time. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, right. I mean, owner of any business, just any logical successful plan is all about like resource efficiency. Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't even need to have right now. You don't even need to have that many resources to get a team together. Right. All you need to do is, Hey, let's, let's get our conditioning in outside. Let's, you know, obviously, you know, in the winter time, winter season's a little tough, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> so now that I'm thinking about it, but still, like resource efficiencies. Yeah, and Brendan's gonna laugh at this. I say name of the it's the name of the game, but um. Uh, so one thing I want to take a quick step back on, and I saw it actually. I think I saw it in one of your lines on LinkedIn, and obviously now you're, you have a skills development program, right? So primarily, assuming right, the balls in the kids' hands a lot. So you mentioned that you are, and I forget whether it's one of either if it was in Leslie or if it was a Riviere description for coaching, but you said defensive specialist. I or, saw. Oh yeah. So are yep. do you think so now? Now are are you are you still classifying yourself as more of a defensive coach or an offensive minded coach? Mm. Well, let's go to, back to the talk about balance. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think you know. Somebody wrote that for me. I don't. I don't consider myself a defensive specialist, but I will say to take, <laughs> you know, to take to take Riv and be a top thirty defensive team in Division Three. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's not. It was not easy. But man, did those guys lock up? Man, I think our average, like, I think we gave up like fifty nine points a game, or like fifty seven points a game, or something like that. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> but. Crazy. Yeah, it was it was really good, um, but you know when it comes to skills training, everybody has a ball in their hands, man. Yeah, of course, everybody has a ball in their hands. Um, you know, we try to we do a fair share of the stuff with you know the our, the ball in their hands, but we try to help them. Like, hey, let's give up the ball and let's see what we can do offensively off the ball. Can you read screens? Do you know, can you read a defender? Do you know what cuts you want to make? Um, you know, whether it's a back door or, you know, if you're coming off a screen, are you going to curl it? Are you going to slip it? Are you going to fade it? Um, are you coming off straight up? Are you setting your guy up? Is there a little bit of deception to it? Um, so my my offensive philosophy has definitely, definitely expanded exponentially. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Um, but with our programming, it's also made it a lot more feasible to – to kind of put some defensive stuff in there. So our skills Academy is like, it's all offensive skills hundred percent of the time, right? Yeah, Whether it's off ball screens or, or ball screens or break down dribbles, downhill, pull up, jump shot, whatever it might be. Our development league allows us the opportunity to, you know, get those defensive principles in there. Right. So, you know, our development league, for example, is an hour and a half and 45 minutes of that of the 90 minutes is a certain skill each week. So, like, you know, the first week is is backdoor cuts and uh, fills up the perimeter, right? So if you have somebody penetrating, 
you go over the drill, whatever, and then we make it live and we show how to defend those things. Right. So it's almost like, okay, now you know how to defend them, but the offensive player still holds the advantage because they get to choose where they get to go and they get to read the defender and the teammate. Um, You know, then we'll, everybody get a quick water break. And then the last 40 ish minutes, we'll play our, our three on three games. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've learned so much, man. Like I I would always say this as a, when I was a college coach, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know much about X and O's. You know, my assistants took care of that. Um, I was a a motivator, a leader and a a creator of a team and a program. Um, and you know, it's like with, with all of us together, we were, we were pretty good. Yeah. Cochran was the X's and O's. X's and O's. Guy could go, man. I was like, <laughs> yes. he's like, hey, what do you think of this play? I'm like, yeah, dude, what? Just go show it to them. Sure, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing, Brent, Brent, you want to ask questions? I got, I got a nice one, but yeah, you go ahead, you go ahead. I've been kind of, I've been kind of just talking over you this whole time, so that's on me. Um, what is right for people who are trying to kind of launch their own? and take a risk, right? Maybe quit their full-time job and invest in their self, right? What's one piece of advice you'd give to someone that's saying, hey, I got this business idea. I want to take this on. I have faith in myself, but I have a nice steady paying full-time job. But, you know, if I need to take this seriously, I, I need to go in, um, you know, two feet in and quit my full-time job. What, what's some advice you would give yep. to someone thinking that? Yeah. I think especially if you have a, a full-time job that's a comfortable salary or financially you're comfortable or you're in a good spot, um, I would say I would say that, you know, if, if they're already under the understanding of, like, they have to go all in, that's a huge part of it. So if somebody's like, hey, I got to go all in. This isn't going to be a side hustle anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit my job and I'm going to go. I'm going to put everything I have invested in this new, in this new business. Um, the biggest thing that I learned is you can't compare yourself to others. If you compare yourself to others this entire time, like it's going to be nothing but misery. Everybody starts from the ground floor. Yeah. No. Um, in a social media world, everybody starts at one follower, man. You know, it's probably your other account, you know? Um, but when I was, when I just started, I remember looking through, I was like, I'm going to follow every trainer. I'm going to learn so much. And I would follow these trainers and I would see what they were doing. And, um, you know, it was the famous ones, but it was also some who aren't as famous, but they just have really good stuff and they've already built it and they already have their following and and they have their clients and they're, and they just got really, really good stuff. And I remember being like, I'm not there. I'm never going to get there. These guys are way better than me. You know, I don't, I can't. And when you compare yourself at that point, it's it, it's it's debilitating. It really yeah, is. Um, yeah, but you're gonna have to navigate that, man. So like, don't compare yourself. You know, and and I learned that very very soon, very quickly into this whole thing. I said I'm not gonna compare myself. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wake up every day, and I'm gonna work towards building the quality of our instruction to be superior every day and put everything I have into that. And I might not be where I want to be after a day, after a month, after a year, 
I might not ever be where I want to be because it's going to be a continuous journey of putting everything into to what you know what we have and, and it's it's our high quality instruction um and like the trainer in iowa who has like you know whatever like that has no bearing on me man that's not that's not helping me but it can hurt me you know if i if i look at it in the in the wrong way um but i would say anybody starting out man don't compare yourself to others don't compare yourself to others just do what you have to do. work your ass off man oh man just work don't complain things aren't going your way this that there's so many excuses win anyways man find a way work your ass off and don't you know don't compare yourself to others that's my advice no that's great that's great holy shit I mean, right, you got me ready to run through a wall right now. Let's go. <laughs> me too. I'm like, I'm jazzed up. Eight o'clock is usually my bedtime. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. let's go. <laughs> right, well, let's, let's give you a chance to <clears throat> give a little free gold standard advertisement here. I'm I'm a parent and yep. I'm in all these camps. I'm trying to send my my kid or, or she's really into basketball. He's taking it serious, but he needs some skill development. I'm the parent. I don't know what I'm doing. So I need yeah. some why should I send my kid to gold standard hoops? It's a it's a really good one. Um you know, if if you want to go and, and have fun, you know, we're the spot for you. If you want to go and get better, we're the spot for you. If you want basketball to be a part of your life where you want to get to the elite elite level, we're the spot for you for a couple of reasons. Number one, we can differentiate instruction, right? We can help you with basketball, but all we're really doing is teaching you life, right? So, you know, the, the adversities that you're going to find in basketball, we're going to compare those, you know, there, there we'll draw parallels. Um, you know, we'll, we're going to help your kid outside of, of just dribble pass shoot. Right. Um, and we're going to make them understand that whatever they want from this game, we're going to give it to them. You know, um, you might see some other programs. We can't really speak to those. I just know that when you come here, nobody's going to work harder for your kid. We have a bunch of, you know, really well experienced coaches, um, we have our structure, our programming all written out in, in the form of, of curriculums that all of our coaches have, have and studied. Um, but what sets us apart is, is our work ethic. And we're going to differentiate instruction for your kid, you know, whether they take it seriously or, or just want to have fun and get better. Um, and, and yeah, you know, we're, no one's going to work harder for, for your child. That's, that's a fact. I'm sold. That's what I would say. Yeah. Sign them up. <laughs> Sign them. Send me the link. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Goldstandardhoops.com. Exactly. And we'll go uh, one more question about Gold Standard, then we'll go into a little rapid rapid ending. Sure. But sure. Define success for Gold Standard Hoops five years from now. Or for you, just oh. success for you. It doesn't even necessarily – obviously, Gold Standard is an integral part of your life, so those go hand-in-hand. Yep. But what does success look like? 
for you five years from now? Success for me and, and for success for Gold Standard is in five years is if athletes, boys and girls who have come through the program, who have learned from us, who have um, you know developed skill with us both in basketball and in life. There's two things. Number one, if they want to come back and work with us and coach with us and and teach the next generation of youth, that's success. Number two, if that's not their cup of tea, if they don't want to coach, but instead they're using what we taught them to be successful in their lives. And they're, you know, if they have families, they're, they're great family people. They're great workers. Um, they're great, you know, people with, with strong relationships and, and friendships. Um, that's what I, I view as success. You know, I think people who come through this program, if they want to give back or if they're using what we taught them to help themselves and, and be um, better people, then we've done everything that we've, we've set out to do. You know, our mission is teaching life through basketball. That's what we're doing. That's what we're all about. And, you know, in five years, that's not going to change, you know, but, if if we had that happen, if if kids were like, hey, you know, you know, I, I, I used to struggle, but I just crushed this interview because of what you taught me during our lesson, we we're successful. You know. I, I'll be able to go to sleep at night knowing that, you know, we helped people. Yeah, that, yeah that's powerful. I I love that. Simple too. Uh the the rest yeah. take care of itself. It's, there's no uh there's no I think it's you're destined to just continue to, to grow and expand, but just to have such a simple vision for what success is, um, I think is obviously just going to guide you and stay true to what you're doing. Yeah. It's, I have a question for you guys. Sorry. Let's hear it. Let's Colin. Hear it. No, Colin, I want to hear what you're going to say first. No, I'm, I was going to say it's, it's powerful because, you know, if you ask a lot of people that question, you know, you'll get, a monetary or financial answer back in response or mm -hmm. something, you know, material, something materialistic that you can just, you know, I want to, you know, be able to, you know, turn to a million dollar business and buy, you know, my family, a mansion on the lake, you know what I mean? And right. to hear kind of a response, kind of more people driven and, you know, you know, the idea of having like a player's program, which obviously kind of in my time at WPIS, you know, the huge stress on, what the program is about um but yeah the idea that like the gratification and the success looks like um you're seeing other people succeed you know the idea that we started more than different you know obviously it's a little different selling clothing to people but it's kind of the message of you know being able to have people kind of you know fulfill themselves with right like giving out this message like hey right you are more than different like embrace that shit and live it up to the fullest you know what i mean dude you you just said it you just said it they're not wearing your sweatshirts they're wearing your message that's yeah. that's yeah. it that's it man you guys you guys got uh, it all right yeah. ready you ready for my question yeah where, where did i get this one um five years from now what is you're gonna be 28 you're gonna be 25 so what you know what is what is success for more than different that's a good question yeah, I, yeah, you know that's something that we did well. We've, I think, Brent and I, we've had this conversation off and on for a while now. There's, 
success is there's a bunch of different ways in which success can work out. You know, obviously I think for us managing this is something that's full time. I'm working full time right now at a, uh, you know, at just a, you know, software startup in Boston. And at times it just can, it consumes weeks of time. Yeah. Right. And so the idea of balance is like, we're, our balance is skewed in the opposite direction. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. we don't have time or, you yeah. know, I'd like to think that there's always you know time, but, um, <clears throat> Being able to expand from uh, a kind of have our a good footing on the ground to be able to kind of take this full time and be able to a hire people to let you know essentially pay them to help put their family you know food on the table for their families mm-hmm. and then at the same time be able to expand past clothing and kind of you know build a community feel around more than different, right? We're trying to build a podcast platform. We're trying to build blogging. We're trying to build kind of a community setting to bring people together, right? So Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, building a community center 10 years down the road, you know, that might be it. Like, you know, kind of like a boys and girls club. Um, But yeah, it's that's awesome. Yeah, we're, I get, Brendan might have a different answer. You know, that that's kind of the struggle that we're in right now, right? We don't, our next step, we're trying to figure out how to balance our time, right? In the opposite direction. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get more aligned. But Brennan, what, what do you think five years down the road? Yeah, I, to, Trying off even what Coach G, what you said and, and how you approach that answer, I think on a simplified level, five years from now, absolutely. For me, that's, I'm all in on it, working full time. Um, that's, that's the main priority and keeping the main thing, the main thing. But as far as where I hope more than different is at, it is as far as clothing, I hope for it to be ubiquitous. As far as the message, I hope that we can continue to promulgate the mission and inspire people to embody and embrace what being more than different is about. It, to me and to us, it's it's a lifestyle paradigm. It's about seeing more in yourself so that you see more in others. It's it's about celebrating the success of others that they celebrate your success. It's about relentlessly trying to maximize your potential. And that is a very ambiguous thing because everyone's lifestyle and their interests and their endeavors are different. And, and for us and five years from now, I hope that people can really, whether it is buying a hoodie or whether it's really continuing to grow our podcast, our blog, having different you know, having people on board, hiring them that have different talents so that we can continue to reach people with this mission and just to inspire and, and hope people can embody this and, and try to see more in themselves. Because I really do believe that when you when you see more in yourself, when you look for more in yourself, naturally you see more in others. And that's the part of, of celebrating people's differences and their authenticity. Um, but until mm. you embrace your own authenticity, you won't embrace it in, in others because yeah, seeing the most in yourself. So um, again, not a not a, a monetary number or a um, you know a Instagram following count, but more so just right, right. To, yeah. to reach more people with this message. I think we have a, a solid basis, but it, to me, I hope we can expand out of Massachusetts and and kind of 
start to to build a bit of an establishment and, and some notoriety behind what it what it really is about and, and really establishing it not just as a clothing brand because some people might just see the hoodies or buy a hoodie and think that we're, we're doing it to to make money like look all businesses are built to make money it's the first thing my business professor told me this year but uh if you're just doing it to make money you're not going to distinguish yourself from the million other clothing brands or, or other companies that are trying to make money you need to have it needs to be a uh, transactional transformative relationship rather than transactional you know yeah. and I, with with our following i want to really uh hope that we can inspire people and and they can gain something from from listening to our content and then they're more enticed to want to support the brand and in turn probably make some more money so i think it's yeah yeah you know even in the name right more than different it's just to me it just screams like you know about just embracing what you what what society what whoever might see as flaws um, and embracing that and just being like, now, nah, man, like that's my strength, yeah. you know, and, and that's my, that's my strong suit. Um, you know, I think the name is just so powerful. You know, I've been meaning to tell you this, you guys this for a while, but you know, when you, when you say something like, Oh, you know, it's, it's more than different because like no two people are the same, you know, and they're, they're, it's just, you know, <laughs> teaching fifth grade science gives you really good perspective, right? Because we're just, I've said this before, but like, we're just a bunch of living beings on a rock floating in space, circling around a ball of fire. And it's like, if you want everybody to be like the same, like there's no way, man, there's no way. And I think you guys, you guys embody that. I think you embrace that. I think your core values are so evident by the way you approach it and, and the message that you're, you know, putting out there is, is a great one, you know, and, you know, BMAC, when you came out to me, like, hey, I want to get you on the pod. I was like, dude, let's do it tonight. <laughs> like, that was, that was two weeks ago. I'm like, bro, I'm ready. <laughs> um, but man, you guys, you guys are doing, you guys are doing some incredible stuff. And as, as a former coach of, of you guys, like, you know, and seeing you guys grow up, um, man, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of both of you, you guys are doing great stuff, man. Thanks for that. That means a lot. Lucky to have you in our corner and, and lucky to have been coached by you and you know at this point call you like a friend and, and definitely a mentor, someone I admire. But let's yeah, get into sure. our final little section, some quick hitters, and then we'll get you out lightning of round. Lightning round. So C Mac, you take the uh our staple question. Oh you, why don't you take that? I'm, all right, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. All right, I think I do, but I think you're let's fire, yeah, him, you off. Let's fire him off. I got I got a couple for you here. Um okay. if I were to find you in a bookstore, what section would I find you in? Self-help, for sure. My favorite books, Grit Mindset, uh, right. by Carol Dweck, Grit by Angela Duckworth, who is just right. brilliant. Um my favorite book of all time, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by, by Patrick Lencioni, um, The Energy Bus, uh, To Be a Runner. I, I mean, these are just, these are books that, you know, I, I just can't get enough of them. You know, I I, I devour books like that. Relentless, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I, I just. You got to the Grover, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, we were, it's funny too, because me and BMAC were talking a while back, like, I'm like, BMAC, you know, talking about books or whatever. I'm like, dude, I have, I have. In my notebook, I have like three pages of 
books, videos, blogs, podcasts, um, you know, all stuff that's and it all centers around just helping yourself improve and, yeah. and being, you know, being the best version of yourself. Um, you know, I, I just, I can't get enough of that stuff. Yeah. It's all about, like you said, learning, learning it and applying it. Right. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. It's useless. Um, all right. If someone gives you the aux cord while you're in the gym. Yeah. That was my question. We'll there go. We could either go top three songs or we could, we go top three albums uh, either way you want oh. to. Oh man, um, we used to play music during our practices in college. The <laughs> um, the first song that I'll go to is a, a song from the Rocky Four soundtrack. It's called "No Easy Way Out" by Robert Tepper. It is electric, <laughs> and it is it is so motion motivational. Um, you know, there's a, a line in that song. Let me think of it. Um, he says, um, hold on. I got to go through it now. It's, uh, God. Let's look up the lyrics. Yeah, no rush. Rocky Four. I don't even know if I've gotten to that. that oh, dude. It's, and you know, like I grew up with that stuff. So, um, you know, it, I, might, it might be a little different for me. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the, the message of the song is like, Hey, you know, there's no shortcuts, man. There's, there's no easy way out. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's, there's always going to be a, a, a difficult road. So, you know, um, hold on, let me find this, this one line. Here we go. Um, so he goes, you know, second verse. He says, I feel like I'm a stranger in a no-name town. I see only angry faces, afraid that could be you and me. Thinking about what might have been, thinking about what used to be. And, you know, I remember playing that for our Leslie team, and we were on the on the verge of breaking the, the record for the most wins in, in a single season in school history. Yeah. And I said, just, just, just think about that line for a second, man. Like, see only angry faces, afraid that could be you and me thinking about what might have been, thinking about what it used to be. Are we going to be a might have been? Are we going to be angry at the end of this? Or are we going to control our destiny and, and go break this record? Um, and it wasn't even about the record at that point. It was continuing to invest in each other, continuing to do the right things and have the right habits and focus on the right things. And, and um, you know, that that's a special one for me. We used to do, we used to play that during our Jayhawk drill. Um, and like, you know, it's just so funny. Like, you know, the kids are, you guys are so young and I'm like playing, <laughs> playing music from the Rocky four soundtrack, which I think came out in like 1984 or something like that. Um, so that, that would definitely be one of them. Um, another just great beat, great song. Um, is it ain't hard to tell by Nas. One of my favorite albums of all time, Illmatic, one of the best albums of all time. Um, and then a third song, man. Jeez, oh, it's, it's tough. We're in the gym. We're we're hooping. Um, you know what? I got one right here. Hold on, hold on. Go to the the old practice playlist here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have one of those. Everyone has oh, one yeah. of those. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Nas is actually on here. That's funny. Um, we got Rocky. We got Nas. Dude, one of the best songs, uh, in my opinion, of all time. Just a, a really, just a really great song. Uh, you know, these are all throwbacks, obviously. But if you've ever heard the song "Tennessee" by Arrested Development, it is just terrific, man. Just like great beats, great vibes, great message. Just, just all of it is is terrific. Um, Tennessee by Arrested yep. Development. Yeah, yeah. book it, book it. Yep. yep, that was. It's a it's a playlist that's all over the place, but. You know, it gets the message across. Oh, yeah. um, what about you guys? I want to. I want to hear like we got some like I don't even know, little yachty or something. Uh, who, 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 who do you got? Who do you got? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, prep school didn't didn't change me too much. I I, I evolved in great ways. It didn't. Uh, I didn't. Of course. Change too much, but one thing it did do is I became a huge country music fan. Oh, man. Ah, I came in. I was. Hey, Mac, you listen to country music in the gym? No, no, not necessarily in the gym. All right, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, not in the gym, but I, I think I could though. I'm, I'm heading to Nobles tomorrow morning to get a workout in, and nice. I, we'll see what my impulse is. I would say, uh, I mean, Drake. Uh, eh, well, mm. any particular song? I so one the one song that I would throw on. Probably, yeah, I could probably throw it on the speakers in the gym, but I definitely would put on my headphones before a game is. And we we've, we've put on one of our podcasts. Um, I think it's called. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, it's a it's a Nipsey Nipsey Hustle song. Uh, face the oh. yeah, face the world. It's, it's from the Crunch album, and it it just talk about like listening to. How, have I, how did I forget about Nipsey? Oh, do the yeah. marathon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, that I mean, that wasn't kind of that's like kind of the vision and you know, mo growing motivation from yep. more than different. Like, I mean, for the last two Christmases, I think I bought Brennan probably like Brennan and I like twelve marathon shirts combined. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, like in every color. But uh, yep. so I mean, and he's kind of had yeah, because he had the same type of vision. And yep. work ethic, was, of course. That too was special. Yeah, he was special, and I think I think a lot of people identify with him because I don't think like talent wise, I don't think he was the most naturally talented rapper. The dude no. just worked. Exactly. Oh, he just worked. It was in like oh, yeah. He's he was awesome. Yeah, was, yeah. that's a really good call. Yeah. So I mean, but, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I go down. Mind. Yeah, I I can go down the whole. Crenshaw album and, and just put yeah. that thing on repeat and then obviously um yeah the marathon album is obviously a classic yeah yeah um, I feel like so. such an idiot now for saying country music. country <laughs> BMAC I'll say this I don't know if you listen to Chris Stapleton but that dude is unreal what a talent oh that guy's <laughs> unreal he can, yeah, he can go so good Brennan, Brennan picked me up this you know I picked me up from the train today Mm -hmm. And Michael Jackson was blaring through the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> he can't make this up. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Man in the mirror. Come on. Oh, dude. Talk about something. So funny. good. Uh, it's so uh, good. And then we that went to was... country from there. It was, it was yeah. insane. And then we went over to old Luke Combs. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, you gotta look. You gotta check all the boxes, fellas. No, you, you, got to. you guys, you guys uh, understand it. All right, two two final questions. Get sure. you off here. Um, I actually have to ask this because Mike Lockman, your guy, my guy, the man, best, the best, just the best. He wanted me to ask. Uh, he won't put you on the spot. Who, what is the best? Who is the best Middlesex Magic team? <laughs> You better say mine. <laughs> I'm going on record here. Not Mike Lochnane's team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that that's that is such a tough question, and he asks me it all the time. <laughs> um, it's dude, you just you can't answer. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think about like, dude. I think about. I think about back to like Thomas Shaughnessy's team and, and, you know, Pat Harding and, and Tommy O'Neill and Tyler Kolick. And like, as these guys <clears throat> kind of came up, you know, the, the teams got better, but like, dude, just think about, come on, think about your team with like you and Justin Conley and, and Jacob Ashworth and, and, and fonts like and the other you guys, you guys were so good. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, Brennan Kolick just had like an incredible career at Division Two Franklin Pierce. Yeah. Like, is that like a, a B team? Like, there have just been so many good Middlesex Magic teams. Um, you know, and, and it just it just keeps getting better. Um I will say this. I think that, you know. Each team, and this is what you look for, each team that, that Mike and I and Billy have coached together, you've seen growth throughout the season. Um, but, you know, as it pertains to, to last year's UAA team, you know, Lockdane and, and, you know, everybody, and JP and, and, you know, Joe and Lowe, like the, the whole, the whole team, man, to – have it be our first year on on Under Armour and go out in the spring and win it with the 17s and win it with the 16s. Um, you know, it's pretty special. It's pretty special. But, you know, so it's it's easy for me to be like, oh, it's the best team. But I, then I think about, you know, years back when, you know, Tommy and Tyler and and Cole Proud-Smith and, and Mogan, you know, we go down to the prime event in Orlando and we, we beat the EYBL Rens and we beat the, you know, three SSB, you know, Wildcats and, and you know, Oscar Shibwe is on that team. And, yeah, you know, and, and we're like, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're the sneaker killers, right? So it's, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's such a hard question to answer. I don't know the answer to it. I don't, I really don't know, man. Okay. Like, you need to mention my team. That's neither here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's another thing is like, B-Mac, your team was insane like yeah we were nice. you no know, you think the year before before last year with UA, like dom and josh and, yeah. and baldwin and, and like you key like it was just batch like oh trent trent oh my god trent has, <laughs> trent has the biggest hands and the longest arms i've ever seen in my life and like just dunks effortlessly and like He's your sixth man. Like, oh my god, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's just it's tough. But you know, I will say in terms of like 
in terms of talent, there's there's so many. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the right pieces and the the right team, you know, the team with with Tyler and Tommy and Cole, like that that team sticks out. Um, just because, like, I'm not sure if everybody else had low expectations for us, but and we we exceeded everybody else's expectations. But yeah, every every group is tight knit. That group was tight knit, and and we did some some real groundbreaking stuff. But you know, being Mac, you look at your team and you go, you go to Dallas and you beat two UIBL teams, right? So yeah, you know, program and a lot of it. Hey, yeah, as Prady always loves to subtly say although he, he actually doesn't mean it but he, he knows he means it is it's in the coaching and he's a lion yeah <laughs> i the amount of teams in my time with the magic that we beat that if you put our coaching staff on the other team would probably smoke us yeah is uh countless but you know the, the especially in aau setting coaching can make a big difference but the, the talent has only increased it's pretty remarkable yeah. Having been a part yeah. of since fifth grade to just see like how much it's grown and how established and respected it is now, it's it oh, it makes me so yeah. happy because yeah, when you're young, it's like no one knows shit and they think oh this yeah. sneaker team or whatever. And I was always like, yeah. oh, we got something going on over here and uh, yeah, something brewing, something yeah, brewing. and it's brewed now. Yeah, yeah, the, it's percolating. Um, but yeah, going to the coaching thing though, like, man, you know, Mike's one of my closest friends. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, he he is a brilliant coach, dude. Oh, and and I I don't think I don't think people realize how much time he puts in and how much he cares. Um, you know, and and on top of all that, like, the dude is just brilliant when it comes to in game coaching. It's crazy the adjustments and what he sees, the way he sees the game. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, dude, you see that? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> sure <Yeah>. did. <laughs> exactly. All right, on last question on the theme of basketball, who you got coming out of the East? Who you got coming out of the West? Um, I'll make you pick a champion. Oh, you can pick a champion. Yeah, look. I would be embarrassed with – two dudes from Arlington, if I said any team besides the Bucks are, are coming out of the East, right? I mean, like, come on. We got a, we got some home cooking here. Um, and if we really wanted to get into it, I went to Arlington Catholic. Um, so we got to show some support for our boy. I, I, I think the Bucks, like, I think they're coming out of the East for sure. I just think that, you know, they're at a different level. Um, and, you know, as Chris Middleton kind of rounds into form here, I also think that Brooke Lopez has had an incredible season for them, man. Yeah. He is, he's really emerged um, and has become a threat. Um, so I think, I think it's going to be them. I do. Um, coming out of the West, I was talking about this last night because um, you know my men's league team just won a championship. Whatever, we don't have to <laughs> talk about that. Um, so we're talking about it, man. Like in the first round, dude. Like Phoenix is going to play Golden State. Yeah, it's it's mayhem in the West. What are we talking about? That should be the Western Conference Final. What are no, we talking about? Definitely. Memphis, Memphis might might overtake Denver. Like it's 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 a really hard call. I want to say um, I want to say Denver. I do, but there's no shot. 
Yeah, yeah, no, good. Phoenix, no. Phoenix is Phoenix is coming out of the West. I think it's going to be a rematch. I think it's going to be. Um, oh wow. wow! Yeah, I think it's going to be Milwaukee rematch. Phoenix. I, and I think like Phoenix is going to go into it. We got KD now and Booker and Chris Paul, and and I think um, I think the Bucks are going to stomp them. I think they're going to win four to one. Um, and then that's it. It's I get the Bucks winning it. Wow. Send this, yeah. send this to our boy Patty. Patty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, they'll love this. He might send me a couple more pairs of Nikes for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking about talking about getting paid to say something. Holy yeah. Shit, yeah right? Seriously. So so Patty, if you're listening, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. No, oh, shout man. out to Pat. Shout out to Pat. We actually yeah. we were watching him, him play the Celts. I caught the the uh, tail end of it, and uh, yeah, well, it's always good. I I I work with the uh, uh, yeah, machine shop out in Wisconsin, and the guy at nine a.m. had his Fear the Deer T-shirt on. <laughs> so yeah, he couldn't he, he couldn't uh, he couldn't believe that I from the yeah, Pat. That was hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny how, how it all works. We had a sports psychologist in my la- my second to last year, Leslie, and she was from um, just north of Milwaukee. And uh, you know when when Pat and I got together this summer for some some workouts and with Tyler, um, you know, I think I posted on Instagram or something, and, and she saw it and she was like, "How do you know those people?" Right? Because like Marquette and, and exactly and obviously the Bucks. And and that's that's what they have out there, man. They love hoop and and they got Marquette and they get the Bucks and both of those teams are fantastic. They are right now. So yeah, so I get the I get the Bucks beating the Suns in the in the finals. All right. There it is. We'll have the receipts right here for June. Yeah. Late mid June. Yeah. Mid June yeah. for for posting this clips and coach G sure. point. But and- uh, and if I'm wrong, burn the tape. Just yeah, no, don't yeah. worry. We wouldn't destroy the evidence. Because yeah. <laughs> if it ain't the Bucks, it's the C's. So yeah, yeah. Is that who? You, who do you guys have? I got. I'm gonna go C's. Warriors. I'm gonna go rematch finals rematch. Warriors oh. coming out of the West. You got Wiggins back. They got their mojo. Yeah, back. Let's go. They've been cruising through the season. It's been cruise control. Lost a whole lot of games. They're one of those teams you hear a lot. They can turn that switch on, and and yep. they only got the gap is closing for them. And then they've done a whole lot, but I think one more, they got it in the tank. That's why I'm hoping it shapes out where we don't get a Phoenix Golden State first round because I just they're two of the better teams, and one of them having to be out right away would yeah. suck. I'm hoping that Golden State ends up sliding into the six, and they can get. Uh, Sacramento first round, then Memphis um, second, and then you get mm-hmm. Phoenix in the in the Western Conference final. That's what I got. Yeah, that would be that would be terrific. So you get the C's over the Warriors. Colin, what do you got, man? I I think I had oh I had the C's, and yeah. then I I want it to be the Nugs. I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Like it'd be kind Same. of legend. But it's it's you, you almost just can't do it, you know what yeah. I mean? Because this this tape this is recorded, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It, well, here's the funny thing about it: Have you ever seen a one seed who is going to have most likely 
a three in a row time MVP. And like they've been in the one seed cruise control the entire year. And you're like, yeah, no, they're not making it to the final. Yeah, it's insane. Like, what are we talking about? It is insane. Although they although they are better this year now that they have Aaron Gordon, like they have way better pieces around him now that he yeah, finally has uh, Jamal Murray back and healthy. So yeah, they're yeah. more of a problem than they were. Yep. Yeah, Michael Porter. Yeah. yeah. No, they're going to be tough, but you know the Clippers are going to be. It's going to be a, a bloodbath oh. in the West. Yeah, I said that last night too. I go, I'm going to watch every game of every series. Hundred percent. It's like going to be like, must. Yeah. yeah, there's not going to be a bad series. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Nug Celts. Wow. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You know, I the joke. No one can guard the Joker in the West. No. No, that's that's yeah, but, very true. But also, Joker can't guard many people. Right, they're just gonna go ball screen, ball screen, ball screen. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. No, the defense yeah. is 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 the flaw. That's why. That's, that's the why game. they got Aaron Gordon, though. Yep. Yeah, you're not wrong. Those will find yeah, out. Hot take, hot take. We, but we, you know, we will see. So we got three different finals. You know, now watch it be like, I don't even know. The Kings and like whoever is the Sixers, yeah, right? You're gonna be like, what? Kings and the Cavs, yeah. If it's yeah. the Kings versus the Sixers, yeah. NBA would never let that happen. There's no, no. <laughs> not a chance. Well, Coach J, thanks for coming on the pod. Uh, this was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to get uh, all kinds of content out from this, and and to, uh, you know, just uh. Hopefully we can have you on down the line, and then uh, I might. I'm gonna. Need, uh, I'm still well in my playing days, so I will be. I'm gonna need to uh, invest in some gold standard sessions because uh, let's get in the gym, man. Let's, okay. let's get uh, in the gym. Uh, summer's coming, and that's the time to get better. More work, please. Yeah, you know what time it is. All right. well, I appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Coach G.